Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here today with our guest speaker from this past Sunday, Wes Tillett. Welcome, Wes. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. It's good to have you. And and I so appreciate you taking the time to um, to talk with me today about your sermon this past Sunday. Your sermon was titled Mistrusting Riches from James chapter 1, verses 9 through 11, and chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. And um, I have to tell you, when you started the sermon with, uh, my mo- three most embarrassing moments of my life were in eighth grade. I thought, where is this going? <laughs> where is this going? But then it really led us so well into, into James, where we have, where we want, we have a truth telling friend telling us, Hey, you've got something in your teeth, or you need to make some adjustments to your attire before you go up and humiliate yourself. And, um, I just thought that was a great way to lead us into this really difficult passage. Mm. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, I wrestled with how to try to get into a passage like that. It's kind of like a slap in the face, both of those passages a little bit, at least for me personally. Mm-hmm. And how do, I, how do I try to come at it in a way that I can hear it and hopefully others can hear it? I said, I think those were three of my most embarrassing moments. I wouldn't say they were the the most embarrassing moments. I've had a lot of embarrassing moments in my life. But, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad. I was feeling a little like, wow, that's the only embarrassing moments you've had. <laughs> oh no, no. Okay. Those were yeah, they were up there, but yeah, there's, there's been a lot, a lot of material to cover there. So. <laughs> well, we don't need to go down that path. Okay, um, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Because then I would have to share my most embarrassing moments, and we don't want to go there either. Oh, that might be worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, no. We want to talk about James. Um, and so you divided, I mean, the passage, there's two different passages, James 1 and James 5. And yeah. so that, you know, pretty easily divides itself into two divisions. Um mm-hmm. The first in James one, we talked, you talked about the true position of the rich. And then in James five, the true purpose of riches or wealth. And um, I just thought that was super helpful way to um, frame in these, um, these verses so that we can be thinking, you know, as Americans in an, in a middle to upper class environment um, on the west side of Lafayette to be thinking about our true position and the, and our true purpose. Yeah, those are, the position piece is kind of mind boggling to me because I feel like the world is so focused on wealth and acquisition and having having it all together and really flaunting it if you've got it. And Jesus points us in a very different direction. And James picks up on that and says, hey, you're actually in a lower position as a a rich person because you're not all high and mighty as you think you are. You're on the same playing field, the same plane as everyone else. 
um, regardless of their financial status. So that's a little hard for me to swallow as a person who, yeah, by virtue of being a middle-class American and certainly one of the wealthier people on the planet. And um, if I just compare myself to my wealthy neighbors, I don't see that. But if I, mm-hmm. I look at other parts of the world, I realize, okay, this is, this is addressed to me. And that mm-hmm. person gathering water uh, for the day, uh, you know, in some other part of the world, so they have something to drink, um, they are loved just as much as I am, even though they have no bank account, nothing to, nothing to show for their net worth by the world's standards. They are right. infinitely priceless in the eyes of Jesus Christ. And that's a humbling thing. Um, I think that's what James is trying to get at there mm-hmm. in the position of the rich. Yes, yeah. because I, and you mentioned this later in your passage, it's, or in your sermon, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to the people. I mean, even in the pews next to us or the chairs next to us in the church, or, um, you know, when you're on Instagram or on Facebook or on TikTok and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have what they have. I don't have that. I don't have this. And I really want those shoes. And I really want that dress. And I really want that house. And, um, but yes, when I was, when I was homeschooling my children, there were days when I felt like my house is entirely too small for six of us to live here. Right. Um, and, and every time I thought that I was reminded, not every time, but most of the time, thankfully I was reminded that, you know what, by American standards, I have a small house and by the standards of the entire world, I have a large house. And I'm thankful that I have three bedrooms and not two bedrooms that we don't are not trying to shoehorn children into the living room. And, you know, so there's just so much to be thankful for when we shift our perspective just slightly. Yeah. Yep. And that perspective shift is necessary. I'm a strong advocate for people to get outside of their, their normal comfort zone, their normal surroundings. I mean, there's several places you can go, uh, even in the United States where you can see mm-hmm. some real need I mean, you can come and serve down here at Lafayette Urban Ministry any given night of the year and see people who are in true need of help, but especially traveling overseas. I feel like that has a big impact and not to stay at the all-inclusive resort, but mm-hmm. to actually get outside and see how the people that are working at the resort have to live or, you know, just um, doing some kind of mission trip or some kind of vision trip like that. Mm-hmm. It definitely helps um, solidify that reality that, okay, I have, I have resources that most of the world would love to have, and I have some responsibility with that, that power. With great power comes great responsibility, right, Spider-Man? <laughs> so yes. I think that there's that uh, sense of, okay, I've been given a lot, mm-hmm. um, and how do I not just cling to it, but actually allow God to utilize it in a way that it can be a blessing for people, which, you know, that ties into what are the purpose of riches. And we said, Hey, it's that money is supposed to be a tool to serve people. People aren't a tool for us to try to get money for ourselves. And again, I think that reverses how the world works because I want followers and likes because I want it to feed my, my agenda most of the time. Mm -hmm. And, 
and Jesus is pointing it in another direction. Actually, you you use yourself to to go and to bless other people, mm-hmm. particularly the particularly those who could never repay you. You know, the mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's um, it is something that I have learned over the years that Jesus's economy is very different from the world's economy, mm-hmm. and it and it it is like you described in your sermon. It's completely upside down. It's completely upside down. And so, you know, I think one of the struggles we have um, is, first of all, calling ourselves rich when we yeah. really need to call ourselves rich. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not a millionaire, but by golly, compared to the world, I am rich. So, mm-hmm. therefore, I need to understand my true position and my true purpose. And, you know, when when you're poor... Or when you don't have the resources, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of time in my life when we had when we had a very low income, um, it was it felt easier to trust God in that moment. I mean, um, you have no options, right? Right. Yes. There's no other yeah. option. Like, okay, I have to trust you, Lord, that you're going to provide the funds needed to repair the car that you're going to provide the shoes that my child needs right now um and so that it's so it's so there's no other choice and when we're wealthy and we have the resources then I think it can be sometimes a little bit harder because you think well I'm gonna get the paycheck so um I guess I can buy those shoes that I really want instead of taking every decision to to God and saying how do you want me to use my resources where do I need to invest these resources? Yeah, I think what you described there is that that humble posture right, of dependence upon God where, all right, God, all I am and all I have is a gift from you, you know, mm-hmm. even the ability to earn money, even if I feel like, well, I, I deserve this, I worked hard for it. Well, where did that ability come from? Where did that opportunity mm. come from? Like, it's, it's never been all about me and my and what I've, I've done everything I I have everything I am ultimately traces its source back to a God who's super generous and loving. And that position posture you described of here, here it is. What do you want me to do with it? I think that's, that's a posture of worship, of surrender, of keeping God at the center rather than ourselves at the center. Mm-hmm. And at least for me, that's a hard, it's hard to remember that because there's so many other things I want. You know, right. and there's still, I've got, all right, I've got $10. I, I don't know if I really want to offer God that or as much as I just want to buy that thing that I've been wanting. Or if, if it's $10 or 10,000 or 10 million, it's the same question, right? Exactly. If we're faithful in little, we'll be faithful in much, Jesus teaches. So it's not so much about the amount. It's much more about that that posture of the heart are we surrendered to christ do we have our eyes on him rather than our ourselves another little tricky thing i've learned about my heart is it never gets tired of having new desires (laughs) that's so true as soon as i have one desire fulfilled there's something else that that looks great and i've got a whole there's a whole world system right behind that to advertise to me and appeal to me and help me have new desires i never I never knew this existed and now I desperately need it. And yes. uh, yeah, those, that's, that's another th- a little 
trick, I think, of the enemy to just keep me longing for all these little short-term things and never really opening myself up to my true heart's desire, which is is the Lord. He's the only mm-hmm. thing that would ultimately satisfy me with the, the love and the belonging or the comfort or the rest that I, I think that product or that experience or whatever is going to give me. Yes. And I think too, on the other end, like we can feel guilty, right? Like we can put ourselves in the center by feeling guilty. Like I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve what I've been given. Um, And, and so, and, and we can misread these scriptures and say, it's bad to be rich. And Mm -hmm. so it's bad, like I'm bad because I have money. So therefore I need to give it all away. And that's not what God is asking us to do either collectively as a group, right? Like individually as a person, there've been people in the past who've chosen to give up their inheritance to be a missionary on um, overseas. And, and God called them individually to do that, but he's not saying all rich people are bad. He's saying, I want your heart. That's what he's saying. I want your heart. Yes. And be careful with that heart because riches have a way of kind of deceiving it and hardening it and uh, tricking it into settling for lesser desires. And Mm -hmm. yeah, rich people aren't bad. I'm not bad just because I am wealthier than four out of five people in the world. Like I didn't ask for that, but I'd be dumb not to recognize that and feel some kind of responsibility. I think there's a difference between a feeling of of responsibility and awareness and a feeling of guilt and shame, like, oh, I'm I'm terrible because I have things. Mm-hmm. On the other on the other hand, uh James five is very clear. Like if you are acquiring that wealth through injustice mm-hmm. by withholding wages or just spending everything you've got on yourself, then you are guilty. You really are in a position where you're you're misbehaving with your wealth. And that's, that's not okay. That's something you have to repent of, turn the other direction from acquire your wealth in just ways, in fair ways, and then share that wealth with others, especially those who need it. Mm -hmm. I was a youth pastor for a number of years. I remember we would do this 30 hour famine every year. And it was one of my favorite events. And oftentimes World Vision, the group that put this on would have some statistics about just kind of the world and how it works and helping American kids, especially understand their position. And I read some of those stats, you know, I shared something similar on Sunday, like only one out of six people own a car or, you know, half the world's population earns $4,000 or less a year. Mm. I remember a seventh grader raising his hand and saying, you know, I hate it when people just try to make me feel guilty for what I have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what I do too. I do too. I would hate anybody trying to make me feel guilty. However, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just reading reality here. Like this is just the way the world is. And if you feel guilt, I think it's because you have a sense, an innate sense of justice. And you know Mm. that the world is unjust and it's unjust in your favor. And what do you do with that? You know, what do you do with that? I think Mm -hmm. James is trying to help us see, okay, you, you live humbly. You realize you're no better than anybody else just because you've got wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you share it. You don't um, acquire or manipulate people in order to try to get more of it. You try to use it, use your wealth in a way to bless other people. So I don't think it's a matter of feeling guilt just for what we have, but it is a matter of 
what you're describing earlier, having that posture of humility and openness to the Lord, letting him direct us with our wealth, seeking to be a blessing with it rather than just seeking to indulge ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And worshiping with it. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So many, yeah. so many times worship is equated with singing. Uh-huh. And the reality is worship is how we live our lives and how we use our money and how we use our words and how we use our actions. That's it's yeah. all worship and we can worship God with our money. Yeah. I think of that old, I think worship comes from the old English word like worthship. Like I am showing that there is something more worthy and valuable than myself. That's why I'm turning my attention to God and singing to him. I'm worshiping him, but magnifying him, putting the attention on him. And I'm doing the same thing with my wealth. I'm saying there's something more important than just me spending all this on myself. And it's mm-hmm. about the Lord and his kingdom. And the same thing with my time and my energy, my other, my possessions, my house. I'm mm-hmm. showing hospitality to people because it's not just a little castle where I'm supposed to keep it away from everybody, but I'm supposed to actually open this up and build community through what I have. Even if what I have isn't as great as Martha Stewart's or Marie Kondo's or whoever, like <laughs> I've got, I've got what I've got and mm-hmm. I'm going to share it with people because like you said, it's worth worthship, worthy. The Lord is worthy of whatever I've got and to share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think it does help with our actions um, to, you know, to volunteer, like whether it's with uh, Lafayette Urban Ministries, where you um, work, or with any one of our, we have many partners. In the e-news today, Julie Williams, our missions coordinator, she listed a bunch of different um, ministries in the greater Lafayette area um, that who with whom we partner, where you can volunteer and help people um, who are less fortunate, who need a hand up, who need help, who need to be driven from the night shelter to the day shelter. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's one of many places. There are so many um, worthy causes, but most of all, worthy people, you know, Mm -hmm. people are the, are the eternal treasure. And whether Mm -hmm. whether you're driving that bus or picking up trash or, meeting one-on-one with that student to tutor them. It's that the person that benefits um, from that, that's really what we're after. That's the bottom line, not the no longer a bottom line. It's just dollars and cents. It's a a bottom line where people are the end goal and how how we treat people is how we treat our Lord. What you do for the least of these, you do for me, Jesus says. That's such a good reminder. I think it's so easy to dehumanize people and, and to remember that that every person is is created in God's image, mm-hmm. and God knows that person's name and then counts the numbers of hair on their head or lack thereof. Easy, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was just tired of counting, and he's like, "Whoops, <laughs> I just need an easy one, big big zero on that one." <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, any last thoughts you'd like to share, Wes, before we close? Uh, no, no last thoughts. Um, I'm grateful for this conversation and how you're uh, wrestling with those those scriptures and James. And I'm, I continue to wrestle. And hopefully, by the grace of God, we will learn how to please him with mm-hmm. what he's given to us. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here, Wes. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me.
Yeah. And thank you to our audience, whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast, we're thankful that you spent a few minutes of your day with us today. Have a great day. See you.